Welcome in to DNVR Buffs post game presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. I'm with Ben Gerding and Ryan Konigsberg. We've got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. What a night. I mean, the last game in Boulder for Kin, the, the hug at the end. I mean, the Buffs won the basketball game that gives them the best finish ever in the Pac-12. We, we know what the matchups are going to be like, although smart people on Twitter have pointed out Don't. cancellations are possible. <laughs> if but, that game gets canceled, <laughs> I'm going to toss myself off a building. I honestly don't think that's unreasonable. After, after, I mean, at this point, like a year ago, probably unreasonable. After we've done this whole thing, like, yeah, if, if that's how this goes, I, I'm not going to blame you for that. But Colorado won. Good things are happening. Although, yeah, Biggest, I, I don't want to go. I was going to say, I could go down the rabbit hole here and say, if they have to cancel that game, then like, how could they be ready by Thursday? There's so that. the Buffs could get as high as the two seed. So that does work. And actually, because I was actually planning on asking you guys, like, do you think that USC and UCLA would just say, you know what, we both got COVID, and that means we're going to finish right next to each other in the standings, either in front of or behind Oregon for one and two or two and three, depending on what happens in their game. But wouldn't, yeah, like, wouldn't the Pac-12 have to say, like, okay, well, you have to go on pause? If we have to cancel the game, then you have to go on pause? Exactly. So I think we're safe from that. Okay. We're safe from them <laughs> faking it. As far as, as, far as I can figure hole. out. Um, before we jump into all of the stuff that happened in this game with our biggest takeaways, I want to say a couple more words about the Colorado XOs. Um, the undefeated. The undefeated Colorado The undefeated the Colorado, Colorado XOs. X1-0s. Wow. Wow. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that you should be paying attention, then I don't know what would. Um, so the Colorado XOs, their rugby team right here in Glendale, Colorado, they, uh, they're taking soccer players and basketball players and football players and a bunch of other athletes, turning them into rugby players with the idea of getting them onto the U.S. national rugby team, which trains at the same facility right here in Glendale, Colorado. Cool stuff. You can follow along at DMVR Rugby on Twitter, the DMVR Rugby podcast on the website. Cool stuff. Check that out. All right. Biggest takeaways from this game. I'm curious to see where this is going because it kind of feels like there's so many things to be said. Well, I mean, again, I'll go back to what I said after the last game, which was people said I was being a homer when there were eight games left and you said over under five wins. And I said over. Uh, and now there's been nine games. They won seven of them. So that's the that's what I keep thinking about, like, you know, because that's just the kind of person <laughs> I am. Um, but... The other thing is just McKinley, right? Like for him to close out his Colorado career in Boulder, I mean, it's tragic that we didn't get to be there to give him the right ovation that he deserved. But it's so tragic. Like it makes me so, so sad that these seniors weren't able to get 
Just the exit that they deserved from sea but, events. But, I mean, you look at... Oh, US also Periscope's live, so go retweet it. <laughs> the USC game, the UCLA game, finishing with this Arizona State game, the ultimate exclamation point on the career. And, by the way, while we're here, don't ever mention McKinley Wright and Remy Martin in the same sentence ever again. It's just they, they aren't close. Unless your sentence is McKinley Wright is way better than Remy Martin in every facet of the game. That's the only sentence they should ever be in together. 24 from Ken, 6 from Remy Martin. Get out of here, man. He was just so bad. Remy Martin, 1 of 9 from the floor. And he was off the court so quick. Yeah. And it, honestly, I think that was the epitome of it. You know, I love when people talk about this battle between McKinley Wright and Remy Martin and, and how great that rivalry is because, you know, they both came into the conference at the same time. But. The reality is McKinley Wright is now 6-2 and head-to-head, and he has consistently outplayed Remy Martin in damn near every one of those meetings, including right now, which, you know, arguably, recency bias, this is the most important. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you, again, there's so many ways you can go. You can go Kin's career. You can go Kin and Tad and the hug at the end. You can mm. go Kin versus Remy Martin. And we will go to the hug. And but. that's just <laughs> all with him. And we, mm. that's totally ignoring the future, what's happening in the next couple of weeks, the, the ugliness that was starting this game out. Like, I honestly, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. And I think we might be here a while. And it just goes back to, I mean, I hate, I hate to go back to the same thing that I go back to every game, but it's the mental toughness of this team. I mean, you're crazy if you're not worried about them when you hit the under 16 and they have two points, <laughs> you know, like, but Tad Boyle, I guarantee you, he said at some point after the game, like you can afford to be bad on, on offense when you play that great on defense, because guess what? They had two points and Arizona State had four, you know? And so as bad as they were from the floor early in this game, they bucked up on defense and kept themselves in the game. And that's, again, that goes back to mental toughness because mm-hmm. it would be very easy when you start one for nine or something from the floor right around there. to tuck your tail between your legs and take a whipping on the other end. But instead, it felt like every bucket, every jumper they missed on one end made them stronger on the other end because they were like, we cannot let them go on a run. We can't yep. allow that. We'll figure this out on offense eventually. We have to make sure we lock in on defense. And that, again, just goes to the, the, the senior leadership the coaching of Tad Boyle, and again, the mental toughness of this team is off the charts, and they're playing their best basketball right now, aside from that early stretch. <laughs> uh, and that's a one hell of a combo. Now, again, nothing is promised in March. Nothing at all. But mm-hmm. you, you love having those two things going. You're playing really good basketball right now. You're on a winning streak, and you're mentally tough. Oh, and again, you're the best free throw shooting team in the history of college basketball to this point i'll touch wood uh but that is one hell of a mix heading into tournament time it definitely is and you know it's it's honestly kind of tough to pull anything from that opening sequence of the game like like i don't know where to place blame i don't know who to give credit to like it was just a mess on all accounts you know even you can say like the defensive effort was good and they they were in good position and held them to four points while they only had the two but at the same time arizona state was also called for i, th- I think four offensive Dude. fouls in the first eight minutes of that game that was one of the I mean, dumbest things I've ever seen. 13 turn no sorry 14 turnovers in the first six minutes of the game Def- yeah i believe seven of them were offensive fouls it, yeah you are absolutely right and that's why I'm, I mean, I really wasn't all that worried because it's like it was just an ugly, sloppy game in the beginning. Both teams looked terrible. And this is an Arizona State team that, yes, they're tremendously underperforming. But 
The only reason they're underperforming is because, for some ungodly reason, people decided that Arizona State was the team in the Pac-12. They hadn't shown it last year, but coming in in the preseason, everyone determined that the Sun Devils were the team to beat. Obviously, that hasn't worked out from COVID issues to just straight-up play. They're not that good. Well, it also should be pointed out that their coach is an absolute fraud. Oh, I hate Bobby Hurley. Still one of my favorite moments is starting the uh, Bobby's bitching chant during that Arizona <laughs> State game in 2018. But Arizona State, for, for what they lack, they still have a top 25 tempo in the entire country, and they are still explosive. So what do you need to do to beat Arizona State? Clean up the glass. Tonight, Colorado, 43 rebounds to Arizona State's 27. I mean, it was ungodly how they controlled the glass. Most of it from Jariah Horn, who grabbed the double-double tonight. They really influenced on the block, and it showed in the final score. What are, uh, what are Tad's numbers? Is you hold him under 43% shooting, and then you out-rebound him by five or something. And he basically says, like, anytime you do that, you win the basketball game. Mm-hmm. And uh, this team has really embraced everything that he's about. And tonight, 37% from the field. You out-rebounded them by damn near 20. You're just going to win. doesn't matter what you do on any – you know, and you have McKinley Wright while you're at it. Yeah. So this is exciting. And aside from that stupid scenario that people brought up on Twitter, they've now clinched the three seed, <laughs> which is a really nice position to be. And it happens to be that no one has to watch any of the games on Garbage Pac-12 Network. <laughs> And that isn't something that I'm not sure if I brought it up at all on the podcast this week when going through all this. Because I was like, you know what? When, when we talk about what is best for the buffs, what, what TV channel they're on doesn't matter. But boy, is it nice to know that, you know, that there are 10 games of this Pac-12 tournament and only three of them are going to be on anything other than Pac-12 networks. And Colorado is going to be in those three games, assuming they keep winning. They're the only team that's going to be playing on those games. And they're all on just straight-up ESPN. It's, I mean, it's exactly what you want. By the, the exposure, like, it's just incredible. By the way, um, I don't know how many times this has happened in, in Colorado basketball history, but no matter what, they can only lose two more games in the season, which means they've clinched single-digit losses, Amazing. which is that's not easy to do in college basketball. That's a good not one. easy to do. Um, so p- some people in the comments are just asking for to bring up the video of the hug and Ken tweeted. So I let's don't know do if it. you guys want to get to that right now. Yeah, Why let's not? Bring up, give us all the feels. Ugh. Yeah, let's get this I, out of the way and we can be smart I don't know. after. This is just like I'm so sad that these seniors and McKinley Wright are leaving. Like it's yeah. it's like McKinley Wright will be like remembered at CU like the way Philip Lindsay is. Like when Philip Lindsay enters a stadium, he gets a standing ovation every time. Like he is just one of those guys. We've seen him since he was a freshman. Seeing those pictures recently come out of him, he looked so small. And and this tweet really that Ryan tweeted is very very true. Um, let me take the biggest takeaway thing away real quick. <laughs> says, the beauty of college sports in 10 seconds. Tad Boyle brought in a kid and is sending off one hell of a young man. And just this video of the hug is just so sweet. Get you a love like that in your life. Wow. Like, look at Tad. Was this not talking about Alex Strading checking in? (laughs) Well, and then they tweeted out some pictures of it. Um, of the hug and just I said the, the only thing that could have made that picture better is if it was Remy Martin <laughs> standing behind them looking so jealous. Yeah. And then McKinley Wright tweeted, "Wow, I'm a miss 
y'all filling up cores buffs nation it's been a pleasure to play here last game in this building ended just how we wanted love 25 and i am just all in my feels mm. like oh my I god just got i did too yeah i don't want this i wish that any speculation that he was coming ovation. back if there was any there um, wasn't yeah any. There was some. Not here. No, not, not here. Not, not in here. the winner's lounge. Any, any speculation was just wishful thinking. And again, mm -hmm. I don't think it, like, if you were wishful then, you're still wishful now. Yeah. I want to bring up a point. You know, you talk about a single-digit loss. Secure a 20-win season again. You finished the best in the Pac-12. I want to say something I don't think anybody's talked about. For Christ's sake, he did this in a global pandemic. He rallied these guys to, to not only play some of their best basketball, but also only one COVID issue in the program in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I mean, that needs to be applauded just on a, on a different level as far as what Tad Boyle is as a leader, as well as the dedication of all of these seniors, McKinley Wright, Jariah Horn. This team is dedicated. They're bought in, and they're doing this in, you know, as cliche as it is, unprecedented time. I just think that that aspect mm -hmm. of things is not talked about enough because – it's just so impressive any way you slice it. Yeah. It's, I mean, Tad Boyle is the single best or the second best coach in the history of, Col of Colorado basketball. Um, and just little things like that are, are just little feathers in his cap that I think the people who get mad when they don't score for three minutes completely disregard. Like the way that he runs his program is so clean. It's so good. It's so... He's always on point in all of the areas that surround, you know, just the games. A um, hundred percent graduation rate, you know, like this. These are the things that don't get noticed. Again, like when when they're when they're on a 12-0 run the other way and people are losing their minds at Tad Boyle, but he is an incredible coach. He's a really great leader. He's a great man, uh, and he's someone that parents all over the country should want their young men to play for a hundred percent yeah i mean this whole season was just crazy like like everything that's happening you know to to, to not get the covid issues it, it'd be very easy to take for granted what buffs fans got to go through this year when a lot of college basketball fans didn't get a similar experience either either because of covid issues that meant that they were sidelined for most of the season or because the team just sucked for whatever reason. The fact that not only did this program manage to play during the pandemic, not get sick, all that kind of stuff, but to play well during it too. The odds of those things coming together are just so slim. I mean, even what Oregon had to go through in front of them. USC had a pause. I think UCLA did too. It's it, it doesn't always go this way and you know, you put a lot of give a lot of the credit to Tad, but also a bunch of it goes to Ken too. I mean, Leadership. we we all know that people do what he says, oh, yeah. and and that's just what happens when he has had the role that he's had in that program for as long as he's had it. Nobody's not going to listen to him, and and that will be missing next year. And hopefully, somebody steps up and fills in, but they won't bring the same sort of clout that he does, and. I think that that's really important. When you talk about the, the things that Tab Boyle does with the program that not everybody can do, you do need players who buy into that. And I, and I don't have anything against any of the players who are there, but you know that with Kin there, you're not going to have a problem. 
the door is kind of back open, maybe just a little bit because he's gone. And, and I do think it's important to give him credit for getting this team through the season as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw what happened. Like, it's really hard to to replace these type of leaders. Uh, for example, you know, Josh Scott leaves the program. And you had a really talented team that next year that included Derek White and it included Wesley Johnson and Xavier, uh, Wesley Gordon and Xavier Johnson. And like the expectations for that team were high, but it's always tough when you lose a glue guy like that. Mm -hmm. And that team underachieved. They lacked, you know, uh, leadership. Derek White was so awesome, but he, I, I feel like he, he didn't realize he needed to make it his team quickly enough. Mm -hmm. And, it, and, you know, he was the new guy on that, uh, on the floor for that team. So it made sense that it took him a while to be like, Oh God, I'm the one who has to lead this team. Um, so that to me kind of illuminates how important what happens from here on out is. And again, you can, there are no guarantees in March. Everyone who's ever watched March Madness knows this, but there's a big opportunity here for Tad and obviously this team and this program to get some building block wins, you know, as you try to take this thing to the next level, because who knows what it's going to be like next year? Who knows what it's going to be like the year after that? You know, this team was a tournament team last year, but it's been a while even since they played in a tournament game. So, again, it's not a given, and if they get the wrong matchup and this, that, and the other thing, you might not even be able to be that mad about it. But you got to take advantage of what's in front of you now, make a nice little run in the Pac-12 tourney, and then take care of business in the tournament. At least get one win hopefully two wins and that's something you can pitch to recruits and say hey let's go and then you'll have the next mckinley right yep and, and and you can already pitch setting a new high watermark for the program in the pac-12 yep that is yeah. something that was accomplished this year and i don't you know I, i'm not gonna say they are going to set a new high watermark or they aren't but they have that opportunity certainly in the NCAA tournament. And I don't know exactly how far they've gone in the past, but in the last 20 years, I don't remember Depend, them. Yeah. It depends on how far, that far. <laughs> depends on how far back you go, but exactly. it, in in the pack in the Tad Boyle era, they've won one game in the tournament, you know? So um, I, I love this comment by Selly though. He said teams built like this are the Cinderella's of March. And I truly mm -hmm. believe that. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, you got a veteran guard on your team. I, a, a guy that also quite frankly, it, a run in March for McKinley, Wright is as important as any other player across the country. I mean, look, McKinley Wright right now, I, I believe he's an NBA talent. He defends well, and he's got a nice handle. His shooting abilities can come later on. He will get a shot with an NBA team. But he can go from on a bubble to be drafted to really solidify that draft status if he leads Colorado to the Sweet 16, to the Elite Eight, goes on one of those little runs. You know, you think back, first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, Buddy Heald with Oklahoma that year. Just leading Oklahoma and dominating also uh he was pretty bona fide at that no, point. no no but what I mean is like a guy that just takes over the tournament for McKinley Wright to do that this year that's going to solidify his draft status and, and honestly it, it it really could bump it up it's to me it's we disagree on you know McKinley's potential NBA stock and whatever but I will say there are going to be a lot of eyes on him and he most certainly can increase the chances that he'll be drafted by going and being a great player. Unfortunately, there's just so like the NBA is the ultimate place where they look at measurables tools, and tools and they love to say tools. I mean, even more than the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, they'd rather take some 
six seven guy who's like played bas- organized basketball for like two years, but he's long and you know he can jump really high. Then McKinley Wright, it's just what he's up against. But you know, I'm certainly not betting against him to get a shot and do the absolute best anyone can possibly do with that shot. So uh, <laughs> the tournament will turn a lot of heads if he can go out there and, and be great. Uh, and if anyone's capable of it, it's him. And not just the national tournament, Pac-12 tournament too. If anybody wants to watch Pac-12 basketball next week, they will be watching Colorado, at least as long as Colorado wins, because that's the only thing people can see. Um, but I do think that... At 9.30 p.m. <laughs> at 9.30 p.m. Oh, my p.m. goodness. But, uh, I, I, I got to th- bring this uh, tweet up from Rick George real quick. <laughs> All right. Um, hold on. I have to find it. Kay. All right. Um, but, yeah, I do think, you know, it, it sucks that Kin doesn't get a, a real senior night. And, you know, to me, I've been able to, like, not feel too bad for him by just saying, you know what? People will overcompensate when the time comes, when he's back in the gym. Like deleted it. Oh, no. I have it pulled up on my (laughs) other computer. Like, I I hope that there is some sort of, like, overcompensation for that and people go crazy. Like, if if they wanted to just, like, do kin chants for the full two hours of the game... That would make all the sense in the world to me, you know. And, are you in? Where is this? Like when Kin finally gets to go oh, back yeah. into the gym, and there are people there too. But at the oh. same time, like even with all that going on, it, it, you do feel really good for Kin getting to go to the tournament. I mean, after all of this, like that is so much more important. I would guess than than getting like a real senior day, a chance to like go on a run. I mean, this is what they all say is what they grow up dreaming of. It's gonna be <laughs> so pretty lame cool. that he deleted it. <laughs> no, oh. he didn't. We were able to read it, oh, okay, so he did okay. delete it. Uh, uh, Rick George tweeted: McKinley Wright is a bad ass, ass, a uh, blurred out great leader. He's a responsible person. man. Wow. Ali's always big on making sure she gets the visuals in for the <laughs> like describes the visuals. For well, because the some people audience. listen to this as a podcast. Yeah, people listen to the podcast and just hear us all sad about a hug that they didn't see. <laughs> I, see I they, honestly think they, they, every single person will see that picture. But That's true. Do you guys want to do King of the Game, Kinley? King yeah. of the Game. King of the Game. Wow, King way to game. spoil it, Ali. King of the Game. Well, we there knew. It, it was obvious. <laughs> the DraftKings King of the Game, McKinley Wright, 24-4-4 on 10-17 from the field. Didn't feel like that's where things are going when he started, what, one for five? One for four? Who knows? He hit that first one. Yeah. And again, you know, just to quickly go back to something I was thinking about as it relates to Tad Boyle and his coaching job, he let those boys have it on the oh, sidelines yeah. after that start. And they had a defensive lapse that gave Arizona State, I think, like just a five-point lead. But Tad woke them up uh if they if they were you know if they weren't awake before that which i thought they were just based on their defensive effort but he woke them up uh and you know and ken was the main piece in that you know he went Mm -hmm. out there he got a bucket got to the rim he found ways to open up this offense and i mean what more can you say about him he's like when I when I'll think of the great buffs of my lifetime, yeah. like McKinley Wright's going in there, basketball or football, absolutely. Um, also, I just got a notification from ESPN, which says Bubble Watch Colorado. It's official. The Buffs can move into the lock category after win over Arizona State. 
So were, congrats, guys. It, it is, they did it. They're going it to the tournament. unbelievably <laughs> shocking how many just, people over the last week, because I listen to a lot of different Marsh Madness podcasts, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, cats or, you know, it's guys at CBS. And they're like, oh, you know, Colorado with the sweep of the LA schools, do you think that cements their status? I'm like, well, you know, let's take a look. So they're top 20 in Kempom, top 20 in net. They have been for damn near the entire season. They're now 20 and 7. They've been a lock for weeks if you actually, you know, if Pay you're attention. actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, what Power 5 conference team with 14 conference wins is being called on the bubble? Uh, Colorado is. Yeah. Colorado is. Silly. And I, I think that might be the only answer. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break um, on the... <laughs> we had a long break, and I was just thinking about it. It was a three-ad break we did yesterday. It was a lot of fun. But, um, so what was I saying? Oh, we're going to take a quick get, break. Yeah. You guys are going to get a whole bunch of questions into the comments. We already watching. have a lot of questions, so we will Ooh, answer all those. Right. And even more will be on the way. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, then watch on YouTube. Please like and subscribe and all that. Give the five stars to the DMVR Buffs podcast. Any other plugs? I think that's good for plugs. Um into the ad. oh see this is why i was forgetting i knew i was forgetting something looking at who the ad is um oh breckenridge brewery there we go that's an easy one don't even read it's seltzers so, i am uh, so excited so because of my wisdom teeth removal i haven't been able to have like bubbles sodas all of that so i haven't oh, wow. had the breck seltzers yet i am so excited they're so good. I can I can say I so when I turned twenty one uh, recently, I'd never had an alcoholic beverage before that. Of course. Um, and so recently, I've started a seltzy tour. Um, and so I'll pretty much just you know go home every night and pick up a new case of seltzers. Uh, not every night. That makes me sound like an alcoholic. It does. <laughs> You're in, twenty one years old. In between You're not cases, even allowed to be an alcoholic. I can it's confinitely say Breckenridge Brewery seltzers <laughs> are far and away better than anything else. Y'all just you need to try them out. It's, What's the best so flavor? Good. Honeydew. Ben Palm. No. Not you, right? Ben, ben Palm, Palm rankings, let's go. Peach. <laughs> really? The peach? Which, which is the one Spencer Smith loves? Don't discredit yourself. Apple pear. Apple pear. Look, anything with peach in it is automatically up a tier. Really? Peach is You're just a superior peaches. fruit. What's the best peach You're product? You're like peaking every time you say peach, so I'm going to need you to calm down. With Sorry, that I'll back away when I... <laughs> peach. Um, no, pe- peach is just a... It's a superior fruit. But for like, me... What's the best peach product? Pe- yeah, the, no, the, pe- peach product. Well, I actually created my own concoction. It's oh, called God. a peach drink. Um, and what you do is you take peach vodka and peach juice, and then you oh, take a slice of a peach college. and put it on there. No, 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 no. Oh my you God, guys laugh. I got my dad hooked on it. I got my brother hooked on it. I'm talking okay. about peach foods. Yeah, something Anyways, that you didn't make. The <laughs> no seltzers offense. are so good that every time that someone brings peach them to cobbler? the bar up here, they're gone within seconds. Like, and you, yeah, so many people problems. haven't been able to have them yet because they just... Everyone's like, no, I want one. No, I want one. They're so so good. I'm I so excited to try. I drank a dozen of them last Saturday. Yeah, and it was a great experience. That's why Ryan wasn't on the post game show last <laughs> that Saturday. That is exactly why <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. But don't just I wasn't just like wiling out. Like I was doing it for content. Yes. That video will be coming out shortly, and it is hilarious. It's a trip, that's uh, for sure. So Breckenridge Brewery, uh, they do great stuff. You can pick up the seltzers that everybody loves pretty much anywhere, but if you want to be sure, get on the Breckenridge Brewery website, go to the beer locator, and it'll tell you exactly where you can go to grab those or any other Breckenridge Brewery pod- products. Um, also, DraftKings. 
Ryan's been on a roll with DraftKings. Ryan, I am on a roll. I, I was. was How I did you roll? do no. with your so your picks I subbed today? on to bets today. I was wrong about Jokic. I uh, thought he you, was going to be good. You were right about Barton. I was right about Barton. I was right about CU. And assuming Nebraska didn't pull oh, something right. special out of there, you know what? I, don't I think, think I, I suggested a plus four hundred. Iowa won one hundred and two to sixty four in Lincoln. Yeah, so I needed them by no, ten. A hundred and two. To 64. <laughs> yeah. We should have a just Nebraska segment where like we just go through and find something bad that happened in Nebraska. But then it's still talking about Nebraska. It's funny because like I talked to you off of including that parlay in your big three. Like you already gave you it did. out. But I was like, well, let's add this in the big three. I mean, you still went three and one overall, which is much better than me. I had an off night, although a pick that I didn't give out on the show, which I should have, was a Nuggets under parlay that I hit easily. Mm. Um. If you guys are into making money and you do not have the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, there's an awesome deal right now where you get 101, uh, 100 to 1 odds, and what you do is you pick either main event fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout, and again, 101 odds to land a punch. It's incredible because that's like what they do. They throw like 40, 50, 60 of those. Um, almost free money. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday, place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DMVR to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. Oh, wow. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Real quick. I just want to point out, and this has nothing to do with the buffs, but if you were not convinced that Nikola Jokic is your MVP, Henry clearly missed a bet on Jokic and said, I thought he'd be good tonight. 20 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. I needed. He's the MVP. No, I, I understand. 27 points. Right, but just An MVP gives there. me 27 <laughs> points. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Don't you dare. Don't, don't start this. Yeah, that's not the basketball we're talking about. Also, Nikola Jokic should be the MVP. Just Thank That was you. a joke. Um. Questions? Well, oh, yeah, well, I guess Wait, we might I want to do another over-under game. Okay. Well, let me good. throw some I'm stuff at you. I'm very good at them, if you didn't know. Okay. Hey, and make okay. sure in the chat, <laughs> Henry's going to ask us some over-unders. Jump in there. Give us your input as well. Let's see, you know, who's right, who's wrong. Well, can I start? Hold on. Yeah. Don't, the people who have asked questions, we will get to them just after this segment. Absolutely. This is a tough one. Over-under three and a half wins the rest of the season. Over. So, Ooh. Like, yeah. That is a tough that, one. It's sunk in. So, it's sunk okay, in so quickly. You think of it this way. They either have to win the Pac-12 tournament, that's three, and then get one in the NCAA tournament, or get two in the Pac-12 tournament. Oh, wait. Yeah, and then two, go to the Sweet 16. Two in the Pac-12 tournament and then go to the Sweet 16. Or none of the Pac-12 tournament make the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I mean... The under under is the favorite here, right? Yeah, I was going to say, You're two getting, and a half is probably a more realistic number. It probably but is. But I just wanted to see if I could get either of you to bite on the over three and a half. And you you did. You you got me, and I immediately realized, like, no, that's not a good idea. I went through in my head real quick, and I was wrong. If it was two and a half, I'd go over at three and a half. I mean, it's just unreasonable. And, and I do think that the team has all the potential to make that happen. But when you look at the teams that are going to play... I want to change my answer because Luis just really kind of changed my mind with the all caps all over. Caps. I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the over. How do you not have to see how they're playing? They look so I agree. good. Okay. It's weird. Like, I'm 
The comments are saying over. I'm, Somebody has to win those games. I know. So <laughs> why can't it be like, the Bucks? It's not going to be Cal Stanford. So their second so round opponent would either be USC or UCLA. More likely at this point, right? Um, it will be the loser. Or, okay, so if Oregon loses, then it will be Oregon. If Oregon beats Oregon State, which they should, then it'll be the winner of USC and UCLA will be the second round opponent because they'll be the two. Colorado will be the three. And so no, you, and then Oregon would take first. I'm talking about the first game that they're going to play because oh, that's technically oh, first the game? second round oh, because yeah. they have a first round. Yeah. Uh, Cal Stanford, the winner of that. That scares okay. me if it's Cal. I'm just going to say it. Dude, okay, here, here's the problem with this team. You, I, and I'm not going to be negative, but here's, here's the one You're flaw. You're allowed to say the problems with the team. Well, I know, but fact, we got good vibes going. I don't want to say they're going <laughs> to lose to Cal, but what I am saying is they have problems against guys like that, guys like Matt Bradley who are kind of in between like the one and the three. They can take the ball down the court, but they've got these bigger bodies. You look at guys like that, Chris Duarte, um, you even it, – it's just – you can't cover them as well. And you saw that when Matt Bradley dropped almost 30 points. That would scare me. I think, you know, there's something to that. I think that as much as it's like the one through three big guy thing, it's also Colorado's let guys get hot. And when you look at both Cal and Stanford, they have guys who can absolutely get hot in Matt Bradley and Tristan Da Silva. Whoa. Not Tristan, Oscar. Uh, Oscar De Silva, and uh, Oscar. Not even the best De Silva. Very true. Oscar has not uh, been able to get hot against Colorado. I mean, I guess he played all right looking back, but Matt Bradley killed him. And and to be honest, that will definitely be in my head as you go into it. And I hope it's not in you'll their head. You go into that game with a different game plan. And when's the last time when someone went off on Eli Parquet? Probably Matt that. Bradley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and again, I don't even. I have to go back and watch that game and see mm-hmm. like w- how he got hot, how Eli was, you know, how they were playing him. I I don't remember it off the top of my head. But the other thing is, it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. And and that was something I wanted to ask you guys: is is that real, <laughs> or is that something that concerns you, or do you look at the fact that they've beaten USC twice and they've beaten Stanford twice and say? They have their number. This is a, a very good path that is shaping up here. There's something about, uh, you know, just the toughness of this team on the inside that if you're a team that is led by your bigs, you just kind of struggle against the buffs. So I, I'm not worried about Stanford. I'm not worried about USC. But again, it's March. Mm-hmm. It's a neutral site. Anything can happen. Um, honestly, out of I, I'm not worried about any of those matchups. Cal, Stanford, UC, USC, UCLA. And so... I like two there as I go through this. I like two, and then, you know, who do you – you probably get Oregon. Odds are, but, I mean, wide open. Yeah, it's wide You're open. playing the whole half the bracket. So, again, then you, you like your chances there. Mm-hmm. You're going to like your chances in any of these games, and then, you know, who knows in March, you know, in, in the in the tournament. It's just – you just never know. But, I, I like, taking the over is ambitious. You're probably getting, like, plus 200, plus 250 on that. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Maybe even more because you're basically parlaying, you know, March Madness games. Yeah. Real quick, I, this leads me to a, a separate question. And, and again, chime in with your answers in the chat because I'm curious. Who would you rather play, Stanford or Cal? Because the easy answer is Cal. They're not a good basketball team. But I personally, I think they match up well against Stanford. Ryan, what you talked about with the bigs, I mean, 
it's not just about Colorado's quality on the inside with Walton and Batty, but also with the depth of having Jabari. And now even guys like Tristan Silva who can come in. So it's a combination of your top-end talent can match up, but say they get into foul trouble, your depth can also show up. It's such a great matchup against Stanford. Um, by the way, Jabari Walker didn't play in that loss to Cal. That's true. That's a good That's point. True. And that is something that I think was forgotten often while he was out. A lot of times because they played so well to start without him. Yep. And then everyone just said, okay, well, now this is the expectation for the way things should be when Jabari's out. Um, comments are saying I would rather play Cal 100%. Luis said, one reason I'm going over is Jabari Walker is back. He's rested, got some springs in his step. Sure does. Um, here's an over under. Let's say over under eight and a half players in the regular rotation. Under. Over from Ben, though. Oh, yeah. The I just, audio I, listeners were not thrilled with that. Oh, ben. Not, not the point up. Sorry about yeah. that. I, I just, <laughs> you know, I, so I'm going through the rotation right now. It, okay, so you said eight, eight and, and a half. half. But what's the. How many adjust, minutes do you have to get to be yeah. in the regular rotation? I mean, I mean, because, I was. Oh, so so I would say like if it's a tight game, getting on the floor. It's it's just interesting because so you look at the distribution even from tonight, and you had I'm not good at math. You had eight eight guys over fifteen minutes. That would definitely be a regular rotation. And then you had Keyshawn Bartholomew with nine minutes and Tristan Asova with five. I uh, you know, I, I'm still feeling nine. I think this is a nine man rotation. Um I don't I, think Ken's coming off the floor in these big games. I know. That's kind of where I'm at. And, and I do think that is the question, though, is, you know, I don't see De Silva getting in and, unless things aren't going well or something and they need a spark. I, I think they'll be quick to go to him if they need him, but I don't think they he's part Stanford, of the... They might play him a little more. You think... Just because. Just because? Just mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that might be a good point. Um, but yeah, the, the question is, does Keyshawn Bartholomew get four or five minutes when Kin's on the bench. He and if he's not going to the bench... No more than four. But here's what we saw tonight. They did play them together. Yeah, and that was honestly mm -hmm. the first time they've played them together consistently in a long time that I can remember. And I love that because it just it shows the other team something different. And mm -hmm. no, that's not a look that I want them going to for probably more than five minutes a game. But if you get that five minutes from him and then two in the first, two in the second, when you're sitting Kin you realistically could get up there into the 10-minute range, which I do think could warrant a regular rotation. But By, by the way, Keyshawn bailed them out a little bit early with Ooh, two yes. threes. Those are huge. He also had a hell of a volleyball serve pass <laughs> thing. That was nice. That was, yeah. that was the most street <laughs> ball sequence, that first four oh. minutes before that under 16. I mean, it was like guys were – I think you said like it, Ryan. You were like everyone's just shooting it because they're like, well, no one else right. can get it done, so why not chuck it up? It yeah. was just like – Am I hot? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, me neither. Move on to the next guy. Well, at least and I didn't Keyshawn, get called for an offensive foul. It eventually landed on Keyshawn. He's like, am I hot? He's like, oh. Yeah. Let me try again. <laughs> oh. Let me he, try again. He had six Fine. points and nobody had more than two. Yeah. I, I, it's just, uh, here's a question. Do you guys read anything into that? Because to me, I'm just moving along from the first eight minutes of that game. And maybe that's irresponsible, but. No, it's not. No. It's, okay. It's. I mean, because, again, both teams played horribly. The officiating was almost comical just from a sense of Arizona State had four straight trips of offensive fouls. 
And it's just, it's that is not going to happen. There's no flow. You know, it, it, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it was so broken the entire time. It, it doesn't matter at all. And I, I buy more into the fact that they were able to take that horrific start, probably one of their worst of the season, and still end the up worst. putting up 75 points. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, their over-under at DraftKings was 78 and a half. And they scored two points in the first six minutes and <laughs> still almost came back to hit it. Or two points in the first four minutes. I don't know what happened right after that. But, yeah, they. I mean, they ended up putting together a decent offensive effort. Um, Jariah Horn, another guy who he's so important to this team. He's the type of guy who can just get you one of those – and a run buckets you know like remember you're the one who said it you're like you just don't see that often in college basketball like the step back top of the key fadeaway that's just cash (laughs) from him and like sometimes that's just the best shot you're gonna get on that possession and you need someone who can knock them down especially in big games jariah is huge he wasn't hot from three tonight and he still found a i mean he had a double double he found a way to impact this game in many other ways his hedge defense uh, and the pick and roll is just so good. Um, so again, this team has all of the ingredients. It's like I don't, I don't want to overhype expectations, and because I just know, I just know what March is, and it's just expectations are like over now. You can't expect anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, but this team has all the ingredients of a team that can and should win in March. Here's a great stat from. Want to guess who it's from? Brian Howell. Ben yes, Howell. <laughs> of course it's Brian Howell of the Daily Camera. Um, he just tweeted at twenty and seven. The worst Colorado can do this year is twenty and nine, which we were I talking about. That. Which is a six ninety win percentage. Nice. So the Buffs have clinched their best winning percentage since the nineteen sixty eight sixty nine season. Nice. When they were twenty one and seven, seven fifty average. Previous best was nineteen sixty nine. Oh, since 1969, it's 96, 97, 22, and 10. Wow. So in 1969, they won 69% of their games? No. Legendary. 69, How? I thought he said it was 75. No. 750. Yeah, you were wrong. That was the winning percentage. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, wait. No, yes. they're winning percentage now. But the Best winning percentage sense. this year, but okay, only okay. if they lose their I'm last so two confused. games here. So we're not rooting for that. No, we're definitely not rooting. Okay, too many numbers near Ben. Um, <laughs> but more, I have Ben Palm. Let's do one more over under. Let's do one more over under. Um, let's just keep it on Ken. Over under 19 and a half games in the first game of the Pac 12 tournament for Colorado. Wait, what? what? 19, <laughs> what? Oh, I meant 19 and a half points. I probably said. Oh, 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 yeah. 19, I was like, so many different. <laughs> it's, I've been here since noon. Uh, um, <laughs> 19 and a half points. Uh, over. Over. He's rolling right now. I feel like it's he has to just be going for the basket now, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's this team. He has like an all-world float game. Like the way he's just throwing in shots with his right hand right now is insane. (laughs) Since the two-game losing streak with Cal and Oregon, they're now obviously on a four-game win streak. Uh, Twenty-one points, fifteen points, but in that game he had fourteen assists, (laughs) and then twenty-six points, twenty-four points. So. My quick math says he's averaging over 20 in that stretch. This is the best Colorado has looked offensively just because 
When it starts to break down, Ken says, screw it, I'll drive into the hoop, throw up a wonky shot, because it, you're, you're absolutely right. Within 15 feet of the hoop, it doesn't matter what his body position is, where his feet are set, how his shoulders are squared, it doesn't matter. He is just able to get the ball in the hoop or draw a foul and get to the free throw line, hammer that over, because right now he just he feels like he's on a mission. Mm, got some an under from Luis. See, that's not... The energy I, I was hoping for, but it's he true. does make a good point. You do have to win slop fest sometimes, but we've never seen what the buffs are like in this. This isn't an early uh, uh, conference tourney game. It's second round conference tourney game. That is true. That is true. Oh, that feels nice. Oh, we're going to take one more quick break. I honestly, uh, let me just ans- add okay. one last thing about the conference tourney. I hope whatever team the buffs play blows out whoever they play in the game before. Um, I don't want them having this like oh, we're a team of destiny feeling because they, like, hit a buzzer beater. Okay. I think that I, I like that. Maybe That's not a full-on blowout where they're like, oh, my God, we're unstoppable, but just, like, a 10- to 12-point yeah. win. You don't need, like, Matt Bradley putting up 40. But I just really don't want Matt Bradley, like, hitting, like, a 35-foot <sighs> fadeaway for the win where he's just like, nothing is stopping me. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't like – it's a little bit uneasy having to sit and watch uh, for a day. But it'll be cool for them – other, one last question. No fans in, in mm, Vegas? Only family. Such a bummer. I have uh, one last question as well. Okay. We're all in agreement that USC is the best second game matchup, right? Yes. Not UCLA or Oregon? I don't care. But USC, sure. That's fine. I think I don't care, but USC, sure, is exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, again, we're getting all the questions. This is your last chance to send them all in, sort of. I mean, we're going to be here another half hour. But um, (laughs) send a like or subscribe and all that stuff. And we'll get to those in a second. Oh, there we go. I was looking on the wrong page. I'm not not on top of the ads today. You're struggling with the ads, yep. But you know how I'm not struggling? How? Oh, goodness. It's in my, not a good one. <laughs> yeah, in my male grooming game, Allie Jesus. was totally right. She knew where I was going. Instantly. Things are going well, which is actually a surprise because in other parts of my grooming game, on a bit of a cold streak, <laughs> haven't gotten the haircut in too long, mm. took a chunk out of the beard, actually got toothpaste in my eye this morning, and that's why I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> how, does, how, does that, <laughs> how does that go? How do, uh, two questions. How does toothpaste your eye relate like to your grooming you routine? Have the free Sonicare toothbrush that you got at Green Mountain Dental, and it no. was like... Flicking, and as it, no, why does that relate guess, no. to you wearing sweatpants? Yeah, what was the correlation? <laughs> See, and now I kind of want to keep it on the edge of your seat. Uh, <laughs> what happened was I was running a little bit late for bets. I had to push everything together. I like to brush my teeth in the shower naturally because, I mean, if you... That's so gross. But no, it's not, no, though, it's because yes, think it about it. Would you rather spend 90 seconds being showered in hot water or just standing in a bathroom? He's got a great point. I've never brushed my teeth in the shower, but I might now. We'll try it. I know Actually, a lot of don't people. I know because a lot it might of splash into your eye. No, that's gross. Yeah, Why because is it gross? because it, uh, where, where's your know. toothbrush? When when you're done brushing, do you set it in the bathtub, like in the shower? Yeah, I throw it on the floor of the bathtub. <laughs> okay. I, I try to After I try to clean the brain the drain a little bit. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> exactly. <Hey>. Exactly. <laughs> We're not that DNVR it after just, dark. It just it connects. It it collects germs in the in the shower. He doesn't leave it in the shower. No, I put it. I put it. Actually, I should put it in the cabinet i usually just leave it on the sink but it's fine exactly yeah. i'm no i'm yeah, here that's i am fine. let's just all practice horrible hygiene manscape okay. though where do you put your toothbrush <laughs> i put it in a container and then put it away Shut in the up. 
I'm serious. <laughs> Visit my bathroom. I'm very clean, okay? Because uh. the, I, I watched a video one time where, like, if you flush the toilet, you get toilet particles all over, and so you're not supposed to leave stuff around that could collect those toilet particles. Anyway, man. Do you ever wonder, like, wow. how everyone else is alive despite doing that? It seems just, to be working out. Yeah. I just assume everyone does it my way. Why? Where <laughs> Where did you buy your uh, tooth toothbrush case? Target. Target. Huh. Target's okay. where you find those. Okay. Well, Manscaped, though, they don't make it so hard like Ben's stuff and my stuff or whatever. Um, very good products. The Lawnmower 3.0, it trims like nobody's business. As I mentioned with Ryan on a recent podcast, it's kind of like it's from space because of like technological stuff that happened up there. The waterproof, a whole bunch of cool stuff going on. It is. You just don't find stuff like that anywhere. But um, honestly, it's the, it's the other products that really change the game. The, the crop preserver. Crop preserver, you'll never be the same once you've used it. What it does is it goes into, I mean, you know where it goes, but what it does is what it is stops happening? you from sweating, which, again, I've been wearing these sweatpants at this bar for 12 hours. I didn't think this would be the case. I thought I'd be home. Should have thrown on some crop preserver, but I do think that going through an experience like this reminds you just how important those never, products are. Never leave oh, the house goodness. without preserving. Also, there's wipes that I still haven't tried. But I am excited. Um, crop mops. Yes, the crop mops. There's so many awesome products. You should get the Perfect Package 3.0. It comes with a whole bunch of them, including the trimmer, including the crop preserver, a t-shirt, underwear, just like a whole bunch of good stuff. So check that out. And when you buy it, use the code DNVR to save 20% and get free shipping from manscaped.com. It's an deal. awesome deal. Again, it's 20% off and free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Luis is a genius. Save you a lot of time and energy. Just shut the lid when you flush. Okay, here's here's the problem That's, with no, 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 I I do, but the problem is is you can't you put do? your hands on the toilet seat because then you touch the toilet germs. So you have to get a piece of toilet paper to close the lid. I, uh, this is you can wash your so hands after. You. I know. Yes, but you, you guys just don't like, know my routine. Okay. Know I know, and I think there's going to be like let, three let more things in your routine that are going to give us the complete picture. Well, uh, the we'll one thing I do know about my routine it. is it didn't end up with toothpaste in my eye, which somehow led to me wearing sweatpants. <laughs> so all in all, <laughs> I think I'm fair. still... EJ <laughs> that in the is comments saying... Al thriving. EJ in the comments saying Allie doing are. everything she can get she can to get these boys back on the rails, and it's not working. You'll never stop us. Never. Not with manscaped. It's not as backs. bad as football, at least. Um, <laughs> should we just start the questions from the top? Yeah, we should. Cool. <laughs> several questions. Several questions. From, questions. That's from several people. Thing we have that. Uh, I I'm a producer, so I'm gonna do my <laughs> graphics and everything that I have to do for the show. So go they are away. good graphics. Um. Okay. First question we have. Let me find it. Where does Ken go on the all-time buffs list? Is he on the Mount Rushmore of <sighs> basketball? I know. So I'm yeah. obviously not qualified, but I would say absolutely. Like a four-year player who's done everything that Kin has done. Yeah, I would say I mean, yeah. I, he's a really, program changer. He needs one last thing for his legacy, and it's a tournament win. Yeah, I, I think agree. that's fair. I agree with that, but um, I think he's up there for sure. I mean, a lot of these guys, though, in the Tad Bowl era don't have that, so uh, it's tough. Um, it's the one kind of knock on this era, which has been – basically a golden era of Colorado basketball. It just unfortunately hasn't translated to the postseason as much as you would hope it would. Um, but, you know, Chauncey deserves to be on there. He's got a tournament win under his belt, even though he was only there two years. Um, man. It's a hard question. 
Spencer Dinwiddie should probably be on there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna miss people that are in like this weird blind spot I have. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good um a postseason pod. It is a good postseason post pod. Like Jay Humphreys. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm just not well versed enough in like the '80s. Exactly, but and I'm like I'm like half versed in all of it, and so I can't contribute anything other than Ken is really good. And when you say Jay Humphreys, I'm like, oh yeah, of course Jay Humphreys is up there. But <laughs> but I wouldn't have pulled that. Yeah, uh, McKinley Wright absolutely has a case. We'll just leave it at that. Definitely. All right, definitely. Next question is Tad for Coach of the Year. I mean, what well, else do you, you want from the to? man? I mean, like we we've talked about this a little bit. Stanford hasn't done enough to warrant nope. it, even God. though. They did have to like go and that play only, half their season I, somewhere else. In my else. opinion, that would only care. apply if they somehow got a buy. I mean, they That's have where I'm at. They, they've gotten worse since they've gotten home. So I, yeah, no, Stanford's not in it. Mick Cronin still has a case, <laughs> but again, I think this is the kind of thing that I don't. Where think were they picked? It. Where was they? Where were they picked? I mean, they. I'm second, not sure. First or second? second? They've got to be right up there. Okay, where are the Buffs picked? Seventh. Yeah, you hmm. knew that, didn't you? Hmm. That was sneaky. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. seventh to third, I'd be curious to know if anyone else outperformed their expectations by four and got themselves a first round by. What did you just read? <laughs> what a question! You're not gonna. Henry's eyes almost just popped out of his head. <laughs> oh God! I actually misread something. It was a notification from the NHL that said Walter Gretzky died at age 82. Rest in peace. I read that as Wayne, Wayne. Gretzky, okay. and oh. so that. Yeah, That's that, where my that, eyes. Fair enough. Fair Luckily, enough. I opened them wide enough to read that it was actually Walter. <laughs> um, I hope, just hope to God, that basketball ends up like football, where, you know, you got Darrell getting coach of the year and Broussard getting player of the year. Play, or, uh, was he player of the year? No, he was just offense, or he was just offensive. He wasn't player of the year. I don't think. Did they do? Did yeah, they do it's just of the offensive year? and defensive. Oh, they, okay. Yeah. So, but what? How great would it be? If Tad and Ken both got that kind of recognition at the end of you know this run, I that would be that that is where you start to get Cinderella vibes. I'm just saying, like one last run. The same people who vote on this are the same people who said Colorado is the seventh best team in the conference. So all of those people have to eat their crow. They were extremely wrong. They did. I mean, just the idea of that it was idiotic in the first place. We knew, but now tell like. I don't know if anyone can pull this up. I don't know if there's anyone who outperformed their quote-unquote expectations by four seeds. There is not. And, and yeah. And definitely didn't f- and end up with a in the top, top three. three. Yeah, exactly. And the other two teams in the top three, you know, you have Oregon who – whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I, I, I don't think you can give it to I'm Dana not, Altman. Yeah, and I'm not giving him points for – playing for getting covid twice yeah. you know then especially after we have the conversation we had about tad like avoiding covid should skill. definitely get you points yeah. I, that I was think, a good thing that he did he achieved that i think andy infield gets it if usc wins if if they win if if you can if see the it. trojans win because i also they win think what that win the regular season so if they if they finish as the one seed i think andy infield gets it because i think that plays well i think it you know getting an la school in the limelight also you know having the mobley brothers the, like one of the best players in the country i don't know I'm just yeah i also you know you brought up that point about pac-12 media do you think the fact that they already had them so underrated do you think that plays into it as like well we're not going to give tad coach of the year because it shows that we're idiots yeah yeah no <laughs> i think they're thinking like wow tad did a great job he took this crappy team and made <laughs> yeah, this yeah yeah. Um, Next question. Also, one more thought. 
Uh, Tab for coach of the year, Ken for player of the year. Don't forget about Jariah for sixth man of the year. Yes. Oh, that should be a lock, right? You would think. I mean, should without be. knowing a whole bunch about the benches, I mean, the matchup almost 50% from three. Yeah. He's Put awesome. up big numbers. All right. Next question is ben, best from Dan, best bench player this year. Jariah. Ken. Jariah. I mean, oh, sorry. Jariah. Bench. I was thinking it was, <laughs> Ken was the other player I was just saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Luis says, what is a good NBA uh, comp for Kinley? I've been saying Monte Morris. Um, the thing I got, I just, yeah. The thing about Monte is, like, first, he was so good in his assist-to-turnover ratio. Like, historically good multiple mm -hmm. times. Um, I think he set the record as junior year and then broke his own record as senior year. I think he might have set it the first time as sophomore year. So he might have broke his own record three different times. I think times. he did. Um, and that was a big reason why he was always going to get a chance but when you look at like the ability to finish at the rim despite being undersized monte did not come into the nba as mm -hmm. a good of a three-point shooter as he is now mm -hmm. so that's something that mckinley wright could end to his uh, add to his game um and and ken is a great defender you know he does what you need to do on that end but again against six six nba guards he's gonna have his <laughs> troubles so yeah. you're gonna have to play matchups with him um but that's i mean that's the one that's close to he home for said, me. So that's what I'm saying. Um, TJ McConnell is doing his thing in the league, and I know Kinley is better than him. You got it. He needs to knock down some threes. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm probably one of the biggest damn homers, but TJ McConnell is doing really good in the NBA. McKinley Wright yeah. is doing very well in the. But I mean, I mean, I I love the I I like the comp. I guess I, I but I just mean like TJ McConnell is. The problem that I have with, with doing these comps is it's just tough because, you know, you point to Monte Morris, and that's tough because Monte's had time to, yeah, develop and whatnot. McKinley Wright, his assist-to-turnover ratio is still not where it needs to be. And that was the two things that NBA scouts told him he needed to work on was three-point percentage and assist-to-turnover ratio. His assist-to-turnover ratio, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head. It feels like it's gotten better, but I know for a fact his three-point percentage has still dipped, even though... He is shooting at a very He's efficient. Doing it better clip. in these last couple games, though. So it, I think you know, it, it just take it all with a grain of salt. Ultimately, it's just going to kind of depend on how those workouts go uh, in the con uh, you know in the in the pre draft process because mm -hmm. T.J. McConnell's a, a really good basketball player and yeah. a really good three point shooter in particular. And uh, yeah, I mean. It's tough. It's it's easy to say that, but he's he's really good. Like he's really coming to his own in the NBA. One thing, real quick, just to tie a bow on this too, is McKinley Wright going through that process. That was last year. That was virtual. So these scouts actually true. haven't seen him, you know, necessarily in person. That's going to be huge for him too, because you look on paper and you say, "Oh, he's a six foot guard. Like that's going to suck." See him in person. He's built. You know, he he actually does have some meat on his bones. If you can get some runs with McKinley Wright in with, with some of your guys, you know, in a gym and see how he defends, that's going to be a, a, a big deal. That's a that's a good point that they definitely did not ever get to meet him in person. And again, it's not like the work ends. Like you can get better at three three point shooting once you get to the NBA. Absolutely. It's not like you know, quarterbacks entering the NFL where it's like, well, they just don't usually get more accurate when they get to the NFL. Although there are players who have been doing that in the last few years. Um, like you just keep working on it. Some guys actually, once they step back a little, it helps. Like there's certain things that can come into it. The good news for Ken is regardless of what happens in the NBA, he will make a lot of money playing basketball for as long as he wants. Um, okay. Next question. Fly by 
Cygnus. Cyg- Cygnus. Um, that's why I always just say Michael, because I always struggle with that. Um, <laughs> they should have the seniors out at Folsom during the first game against UNC. I'm sure they will. Yep. There's going to be some big stuff, I'm sure. Luis says, side note, RK's fate is on point tonight. Thank you. It is. Um, Shout out James, Hollywood Barbershop. Dean, Dean Chisholm. Dean oh the boy. Dream. Where are we going says, here? Says, what would Tad tell the team in pregame to avoid frantic starts? Stop with the frantic start. That'd be my first guess. I don't know. I mean, it, I just think those happen. There's like a, <laughs> there's just a feeling out period that happens for both sides where mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, how are you playing us? Oh, how are, all right, how are we going to attack that? Um, and that's one of those things that really good veteran guards or just good veteran players can figure out over the course of a game. Like, get, you know, I, I don't want to make a, Peyton Manning, McKinley Wright comp, but <laughs> we've been doing a lot of Peyton Manning today. Yeah, I already com- comped him to Nikola Jokic. Who, okay, I'll, I'll comp Nikola Jokic, which again, not fair. But <laughs> those guys go out there and they just want to see how the defense is approaching things, and it just takes them a sec to be like, okay, if they're gonna do that, we're gonna do this. Um, so it's, I don't know if there's anything you can necessarily tell the team or do to avoid those things, other than just maybe harp on it in that last pregame huddle of, hey, you know. Keep your composure early. Take your time. Don't force anything. Don't rush anything. And the big thing is, for the most part, they really haven't struggled defensively when when they've had like these scrambly starts. And today being another example of that. And that's the most important thing is if you're not going to get your offense under control, your defense better be there. Basically, they just delayed the game from starting for six minutes today. That's what it wound up being the result. And that's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. And you'd love to see them come out and start better offensively. There's also this looseness that everyone plays with at the start of the game because there's no consequences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can just huck up a terrible shot in the first possession. And And if it goes in... Then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, oh, is this a is this a Keyshawn game? Is, right, right, is, right. Is this a Jariah game? Oh, boy, he might be hot. He better go take another. Like, like that's what you want. two guys who are never on the floor at the start of the game. But I understand what you're <laughs> oh, saying. Oh, yeah. Wow, uh, I did, didn't I? Um, or you could be Remy Martin and just huck up bad shots for your entire career. Right, but there's just... Well, like, mostly he just runs guys everyone over. Everyone plays really <laughs> loose in the first few minutes because it's just like... Like I was saying earlier, oh, do I have it tonight? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Can you take it? Okay, Selly says, "Did CU become the all-time free throw or yeah, free throw percentage team in D1 so history?" So I was told, unfortunately, that the postseason counts in these in this record. Um, so I got to keep it rolling, but I have all the confidence in the world that they will. I mean, I, and I'm gonna all right. I'm Good gonna knock call on wood. Ben. Great call, knock Ben. On wood. But think about this. For them to yeah. for them to not hold the record. Right now the record is Harvard at seventy what is it? No, eighty one. Eighty two? Eighty two. Low eighty twos and they're Yale? high eighty twos. I think it's Harvard. <laughs> um I you Colorado, because of how consistently good they've been all season, you would have to have not probably just one bad game, but multiple bad games from the free throw line. Jesus. And quite frankly, if you're having a bad night from the free throw line, if you're this team, how many chances are you gonna get? So I feel confident that that they should be able to hold on to that, but that is why I knocked on wood because if Do they it don't, again. thank you, Ryan will kill me. So <laughs> there ben was almost an incident. That <laughs> <laughs> um, almost lost me for the rest of his life. Today. Literally, uh, yeah. and, and I just stared. But I'm like, I'm not kidding. He will not like you for. The but it didn't matter. 
Didn't matter. So Colorado didn't blow a ten point lead with Can a is minute a, thirty left. Coming in, Ken is a lock for first team all pack, right? Uh, absolutely, yes, yes, yes. absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, Luis said, "Can either UCLA or USC leapfrog Oregon in the standings?" Yes. So the winner would take first if Oregon loses to Oregon State. Probably won't happen. Probably not. And if that happens, so Oregon State can only go as low as two. So they'll be one if they win, two if they lose. UCLA, USC, winner would be number one if Oregon loses. Who do you think is the best team in the Pac-12? Honestly? Colorado. Like, I mean, Oregon Oregon is good. And uh, USC could make a claim. There's claim. But but I would say Colorado head-to-head matches up against USC. And I know that's not the question, but... Here's what I'll say. And this is obviously matchup dependent, so you could never actually Mm -hmm. do this. But I'm just saying, you have... you have to put your life on one of these teams to win a game. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Colorado. Oh, see, that's a different question. There have been a, have been <laughs> a couple not, of those games. Well, I'm not saying it's against <laughs> like I'm not saying it's like against some crap. You get okay. to choose the team. I'm saying like it's all against the same team, which just happens to be an equal yep. matchup for all sides. Yep. And you got to pick one to win. You got. I mean, I, I would take Colorado. I'm only saying Colorado because I have said multiple times that my ideal death is to be trampled by Ralphie during a football game. So oh also God. dying because the basketball <laughs> team lost seems like it would fit into that portfolio. So, but but what if we were saying you don't die, but you know, uh, you you crack the screen on your iPad. You know, does that change things if oh we're not talking God. death here? Just put it on daddy's credit card. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I okay. Luis also asked, what would you have given to be able to be in CU Event Center for one of the last few games? Oh, well, I don't want to be. I don't want to just be there. But if I could be there with everyone. Yeah. yeah. I, would oh, give a lot. I would take both. I would take being there with everyone. or just been there being tonight there. if we wanted to be. That is true. But it, as media, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But like it's screaming not, as just sitting fans. there and watching quietly isn't fun. Yeah. To to be in that atmosphere, could, uh, there would have been no emotion to comprehend Tad pulling McKinley right and them sharing that hug at the end of the game. I would have cried. Would you I would have fully cried. For Christ's sake, I was close to crying sitting at the bar. I was teary-eyed so. watching the video. I would have uh, cried. Like, the goosebumps, like I tweeted, the, the standing like, ovation you, that these yeah. guys and are And it would have been a court rush night, too. Like, mm, everybody would have. Yeah, it would have. Mm, McKinley Wright's last game? No, yeah, it would have. No, no, no. Yes, it yes, you. No, no, Dude, no. Okay, no. Ben would have been on the court. By himself. I'm never going to be, like, the court rushing police because I always think it's dumb like just let college kids have fun but I just don't think yeah. I think you're wrong thinking that we would have charged get out there Ben you know what you, you know what thing. you're absolutely right I, I would have been wrong to assume everybody would have Henry is also right I would have been out there so the, <laughs> I can just I can just imagine the way that that course event center is going to sound like last year um, before they ended up leaving for the tournament there was a game where it was the most packed I had seen it in a very long time and like that energy and I just when we're able to fill that stadium that arena back up again like it's going to be goosebump worthy they'll probably have like them. Ken come sit courtside for a game yeah and he'll get honored and it'll be awesome yeah. random aside incredible. but isn't it weird to think that two weeks after their final home game the world shut down yeah uh, yeah, it is weird to think like it's crazy that it's been a year. It's probably one of the last events I went to. Okay, yeah. I Peter. mean my last was the tournament game. That was oh, yeah, such a wild. Oh, yeah, in, you were in I'm Vegas. Vegas when all that broke down. I was going through. It was a wild day. <laughs> there were like people who were talking to me who 
Like my my first elbow bump, remember elbow bumps became a thing was Bill Walton. That was just like <laughs> that was a wild day for me in a whole bunch of different ways. Love Bill. All right, next yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Um Peter says, which player do you think has to step up the most to help uh, Ken for the buffs to make a march run? Does Sean Schwartz. That's He's a good always one. Always going to be my X Factor pick. Yeah. And every time I'm gonna say that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Evan Batty could be a huge catalyst as mm -hmm. well. Um, but it's like Deshaun is so capable. Mm -hmm. There's very few bad matchups for him out there on the floor offensively, just based on his size and his strength and the position that he plays. And any game that he goes off, the buffs will win. Yeah. Because you know, there's going to be enough other pieces. Yeah. Um, I, I, Ben, you can go. Actually. I was just going to say like my caveat for this is does has to step up. Does that mean? exceed what they've been already doing because what i want to say is Jariah horn yep. but the, i don't yeah. know that he can step up oh, any yeah. further one of four tonight from three yeah he can i mean you know yeah. he can go four or four but the other name I'll, I'll then throw out there is jabari just because mm. if you know tonight 17 minutes nine points five boards fantastic night if he is scoring double digits if he's scoring let's say 12 15 points in 17 to 20 minutes you, i mean you're winning that game yeah I throw Eli Parquet into the conversation just so because, you know, he. The reason I wouldn't choose him is because I don't think there's a world where he's scoring more than 12, 13 points. I really hope the Buffs go up against a team in the tournament who relies on one of their guards to bring their offense. Like, that's how much I, tr I trust Eli and also Ken when he's exactly. on, on. Like, if you are a team that. I mean doesn't matter who you are because if you're a team that's dominated by your bigs as well you're gonna get clamped and that's Unless kind of the you thing. have like you know one of those unreal guys but like what's Evan exactly. Mobley done nothing at all exactly like and that's the thing is you know we we were just saying I think it's a muscle thing like yeah that's the one thing that Tennessee had they had these big just ripped big long just kind of muscular could yeah. jump yeah, it was like, like, like okay, <laughs> that kind of takes away our advantage. And now. they yeah. had that one, that one dude with like the bleached hair that just couldn't, just couldn't miss. He was just stroking. I, yeah. And you know that raises a, an interesting question. You look at a team like Michigan, who is you know the second-ranked team in the country. They rely a lot on Hunter Dickinson, which is their freshman center. A lot like Evan Mobley in the fact that he's lean. He doesn't have the same kind of muscle, but he's still highly talented. Buff's second best team in the country. Well, <laughs> but the point is, is, is it's very interesting to see like how the bracket falls really could anticipate how because if Colorado gets paired against Baylor or Gonzaga, they're not going to go anywhere because they have size and muscle and experience. But a team like again, they a have high, NBA players, but also teams like Michigan, teams like Ohio State. Ohio State right now is flirting with the one line. Their biggest player that gets significant minutes is six foot eight, but not an Evan Batty six foot eight, like a me six foot eight. Uh, well, you're not six foot eight, right? But so imagine if he out. was. So, yeah. and so the mean, point is, is like teams like Ohio State, they could be a one seed, and you could actually feel great about Colorado going up into against. There's very few teams in this 68 team bracket that are going to scare me. It's like mm -hmm. the list is. Well, that probably you could make on one. That ben leads to our next question. Yeah. Um, Michael says, if the big dance start, started tomorrow, what would Colorado's seed be? Flirting with a four. If it started tomorrow, flirting with a four because they're the best team in the conference. Yep. I would say probably a five. I think, I think so ESPN the, currently has them as a five. What's the line that you want to avoid? 
you know, everybody's going to talk about the 512 thing, and, you know, I'm not to, too worried about you it. You not want to be an 8 or a 9. Okay, yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty the, much it. Right. Mm -hmm. You play one, and then you go up against the one seed, right? Yep. To me, so that's what you have to avoid, and yeah. I just don't think the buffs are going to run into that, and that's a really safe feeling. Yep. Because the other thing, too, is this year, the talent gap between Gonzaga, Baylor, and then you even talk maybe Michigan, Illinois. I mean, the, the, the talent gap between the top four and the rest of the field is so high that if you are a 7-10 and have to play a two seed in the second round, you actually don't feel terrible about it. Teams that are projected mm -hmm. as a, a two seed right now, you might be in the Villanova conversation. They just lost their starting point guard, but teams like Villanova, Alabama, um, you know, even in Ohio State, those are very good teams. But again, Villanova, you'd love that matchup. Ohio State... Yeah, Villanova just lost their point guard. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. would love some of these matchups for a two seed, and that actually is a path for you to get into the Sweet 16. Now, the the tough part is, if we're saying they're a five seed, maybe flirting with a four seed, well, the four and five play each other in the, what, round of 32, and then they would play the one seed in the Sweet 16. If you're a six, seven seed, you don't hit the one seed until the Elite, Elite Eight. eight whereas you get the two seed in the Sweet 16. And so there is something to getting one of those spots and, and, and accepting that you're playing a, a 10 should, instead of a 13 or 14 in the first round. Should they reseed? No. Should they reseed? No, Takes they should. Takes away the fun. I mean, the... Right, because then Cinderella's <laughs> just getting the one seed every time <laughs> exactly. in the second round. And, yeah. and you can't fill out brackets, which is why so many casual people want to watch. Very good point. And, and, you well, know, I mean, you could. You just have to revisit it after every round. Yeah, it would just change a tradition, and people don't like that. They shouldn't. And, I just, and that I just is, thought of it for a second, but yeah. they shouldn't. I mean, I, no. it is kind of lame that like you get, like, you'd rather be a 13 seed than an 8 or 9 seed. Like, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. I mean, in terms of winning the tournament, that is true. In terms of going as far as you can, yeah. then if you're the 13 seed, then you're having a tough first round. You're having a tough second round. Right. You right. know, and so... There's pros and cons, but it's there's just... There's pros and cons. It's just weird. It's just weird. Uh, it is like, weird. The eight, like, congratulations, you got an 8 seed. You're better than half the teams in your <laughs> bracket, but... Unfortunately, you you get one and then you get to play the one seed. Exactly, but that is why you get the Cinderella teams is because if a 15 beats a two, well, then they get the matchups the two seed was supposed to get. Yeah. Real quick, just to touch on Henry, you're talking about the four and the five matchups. That is what terrifies me. I, I mean, I think a hmm. six seed is the sweet spot that you kind of want to be in because, you know, even just going through, like, some of these rankings, teams that really could be a four or five, Iowa is not really that far away there are one or two more yeah. losses away from being on that four or five seed line and that would be i mean you can't stop a team like iowa's offense you've also got oklahoma state texas tech oklahoma texas creighton kansas all these teams that are like kind of in, in that four or five range but they're in the buffs range yes they are but i they i think they sneakily scare me more than playing a team like ohio state from a matchup standpoint and also i you, you cannot to lose fathom how much happiness I would feel if Colorado beat Ohio know, State to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I would be so happy. Uh, next question. Um, That is it. Wow. That's it. Well, Peter Peter just said at least we'll have a chance um, to give Evan Batty a good goodbye, which that's that'll be great too. But technically, Let's Evan, uh, knock on wood and cross our fingers. Oh, yes. Because again... Who knows? One pandemic doesn't mean there's not a second. <laughs> wow. 
Um, but I mean, let's not, I'm not taking anything get for the granted. Negative energy At least we're getting here. this moment with Evan. Technically, could I Evan play so. three more seasons? Two more. I I know it's my job to do season math, <laughs> but this year really makes me not want to have to think that anymore. Okay, but didn't he have two more coming into this yes, year? Yes, no, and so he should, yes. Isn't he? He's a No, he was a junior this year. He's yeah. a junior this he's year. Junior. He, he so has he's next year. He's got two potential because yeah. of the COVID okay, waiver. Okay. Yeah. So you can play two more seasons. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, can you imagine all these players that are going to do that and the jokes of like, he's been there since this, that, the other thing. Like, Dude, I know. remember Perry Ellis at Kansas. Like, everyone was like, that <laughs> guy's been there for 20 years. Because he like, looked like he was 50. <laughs> I mean, Evan could be at CU for six years. Like, Could you imagine two more years of Evan Batty bulking up? I was too? just going to say, like, <laughs> posting up like a freshman. <laughs> like, two more years of Evan Batty in the weight room. I want some gray hair on that man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, Jariah is like, Dangerously close to having some great because of the way he plays. Like, <laughs> like you watch him out there, and you're just like, "Yeah, that's a bet." Old that, man game. That, right? that guy's 38, not a day younger. That is Paul Millsap right he there. He does. He does kind of give that vibe of like you walk up to the rec center, and he's this like old man who like takes off his sweats and stretches beforehand, you know, and then all of a sudden goes and dumps 20 on you, and you're super confused how it happened. He, maybe I've been missing something, but can Jariah jump? Like, like what is the most we've seen him jump? I think he threw down a dunk or two. Yeah, he's got hops. You can't get twelve boards in this game and not have. That hops. is true. That he's is got, true. He's got he's got sneaky old man hops. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has sneaky all sorts. It's of like stuff. it's like your grandpa that you don't think can get up out of the recliner and then he does, and it's like a miracle. You know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Jariah. Was that my analogy of the day? Yeah, I was going to ask for one to end analogy. the show, but I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, like, Jariah is going to play basketball a long time because he's really good. And luckily, Colorado has a bunch of those guys. And that's why they are where they are. Number three in the Pac 12, getting ready for the Pac 12 tournament. And then back in the NCAA tournament. It's been an awesome season. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome postseason. Uh, and we will see you guys. Oh, come down it, to the bar for the games in the Pac-12 oh, tournament. Oh, yes. Come down to the bar for the games. We will be here. Oh, just wanted to sneak in that Ken's assisted turnover ratio went from 1.7 last year to 2.8 this year. That's that's good. Improvement. Yep. That's a full uh, point there. So A big step forward. Thanks for doing Thanks. the research, EJ. Yeah, come <laughs> hang out with us uh, on uh, for these games for the Pac-12 tournament. They're going to be late, which means they're even more fun. Yes. What day is that going to be? I Thursday. Thirteenth. Thursday. Thursday nope, the eleventh. The eleventth next week. March Thursday 11th. still. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Okay. Thursday. <laughs> uh, Nine thirty p.m. on ESPN. Perfect. And, and also, go. you know, stay tuned. We got some other March Madness stuff cooking up right now. So, oh, yeah. so DNVR, we're going to be your one-stop shop for all things, not just Buffs coverage, but all things Selection Sunday and March Madness. So, stay tuned on that front. Love it. Do it. Uh, yeah. That's that's it. Bye. <laughs>